2023. This is Brandon's World on a Thursday during the NFL season, which means it is time for my money line predictions and best bets week one. Ladies and gentlemen, you already know we're in collaboration with the one and only Voltage Live. You know you can follow me. All the social media links are in the description below. You also know that Tuesday night I begin championship ranks with Josh Unger of Voltage Live where we go egg to egg once a week for one hour a week. Every Tuesday from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time on all things NFL like we did on Tuesday plus college football, plus professional wrestling, plus NBA, and all things above. But this, ladies and gentlemen, I have been waiting for since February 12, 2023. That was the end of the NFL season. That was Super Bowl 57. For the first time in seven months, the NFL is back, which means Brandon's World Moneyline Predictions and Best Bets are back. If you are new to the podcast, what I do is every Tuesday throughout the NFL season, I'll come on here and I'll give you a recap of uh, each of the games over the weekend. And then on Thursday, I preview the weekend slate as well as I'll give five games that I will bet the spread on. And so we're going to do that today and we're starting it off with the Lions and the Chiefs. Of course, Thursday night football, the opening game of the season. Now, Kansas City may not be without Travis Kelsey. Suffered a hyperextension of the knee in practice on Tuesday. And as I said, on championship rings on Tuesday with Josh Unger, if Travis Kelsey does not play in this game, Kansas City is not going to win the game. The line right now is at six and a half. If I was doing this as part of my best bets, which I think it could be a little bit tricky because I would take the Lions here plus six and a half. But if Kelsey plays, like, listen, I think there's a possibility Kansas City could cover the spread barely and win by a touchdown. But without Travis Kelsey, without Chris Jones, with the Lions' new running game with Jared Gibbs out of Alabama, David Montgomery, former Chicago Bear, they replace uh, Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. Jared Goff was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFC last year. He's going to be comfortable in a warm outdoor over 80-degree stadium in Kansas City. Amon Ross St. Brown is going to have a good year. We know the Lions offense is prolific. We know they have a, a lot of weapons. Marvin Jones, Josh Reynolds to go with Goff and the two running backs. The question is the Lions defense. Outside of Jack Lambert, the off-ball linebacker they drafted, outside of Aiden Hutchinson, outside of C.J. Gardner-Johnson, there's not a lot of talent there. But you take away Travis Kelsey from this Kansas City offense. It's Sky Moore, it's Montez Vodas, Scantling. Like, it's not a lot for Patrick Mahomes to work with. For that reason, I think the Lions are one of the best offensive Lions in the game. will be able to run the football, especially without Chris Jones for Kansas City. There's a lot of noise going on with the Chiefs right now. All of a sudden here, as we hit the regular season, I think it's a bad sign. I think the Lions walk into Kansas City. They shock the NFL world somewhat, and they come away with the opening night dump. This game up next is one of my best bets of the weekend. I'm taking the Browns here. 
what's two and a half to, to you know win outright here against Cincinnati? We know Joe Burrow is one and four in his career against the Browns. We know he has missed, you know, pretty much all of training camp and all of preseason with that calf injury. He had four interceptions last year, week one, after coming off the appendix. He looked horrible uh, at Pittsburgh. And obviously, Cincinnati started 0-2. They have a real possibility this year to start 0-2 as they take on Baltimore as well in week two. Uh, but we know the Bengals are often better than late. I think the big issue we over the Browns is is Denzel Ward, their best corner going to play. But even if he doesn't, you still got, you know, Ronnie Harrison back there at safety. You got Martin Evans in the corner. You got Grant Delpit at safety. The addition of Zadarius Smith is a great opposite pass rusher, opposite of Miles Garrett. And in this Jim Schwartz 4 free attacking scheme, I expect the Browns' edge pressure to be one of the best in the game this year. If Deshaun Watson is anywhere close to Houston, Deshaun Watson, I think the Browns can make a legitimate run. The Browns are running a brand new scheme this year that's more like what Watson ran in Houston as opposed to the under center play action bootleg old school style that I've criticized Stefanski for uh, over the last few years. I think David and Joe who could have a big game. I think Elijah Moore could have a big game. And the Browns, who get up and play really well against Cincinnati, I think they send a message. And the Browns win their first home opener since 2004. And I would take the two and a half. Next game, tricky line here, so I'm not going to bet it. Houston at Baltimore. Listen, the line is 10, so Vegas thinks Baltimore is going to blow Houston out at home. I just don't know what to expect out of the Houston Texans. You know, I really don't know what to expect out of C.J. Shroud. They got guys like John Menchie, you know, Dalton Schultz, Damian Pierce. They have Shaq Mason, Laramie Tunto on the offensive line. There's a lot of veteran talent there on defense. The young corner, obviously, and Devin, uh, uh, you know, Stingley Jr. out of LSU. D'Amico Ryan's the new head coach. Like, I think Houston is going to have an attitude. D'Amico Ryan's played for the Texans. You know, he relates to players. He was a great defensive coordinator in San Francisco. But Will Baltimore, that does not have a lot of talent on that defense, Marwin Humphrey's going to miss the game. The only star, as of no, outside of Kyle Hamilton, the safety from, from Notre Dame, you know, really is um the the off-ball linebacker, Roquan Smith. So is Baltimore going to be able to put enough pressure on C.J. Shroud? Are they going to be able to rattle the Texans enough? Because the question is going to be, can the Texans run the ball, right? Can Damian Pierce get a run game going? Are they willing to keep the game close? We know Baltimore generally can blow people out week one, and I think Houston is going to be shocked by the passing attack of Lamar Jackson, Odell Beckham, you know, Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews, and this new local Ravens offense to complement J.K. Dobbins, uh, Gus Edwards. So there is a possibility here that Baltimore could blow Houston out, but we know week one is always weird. Ten points feels like a lot, so I'm not going to bet it. Next game. We got Pittsburgh hosting San Francisco. This is another one of my best bets. I love Pittsburgh plus two and a half here. The Nick Bosa holdout situation is troubling for Niners fans. Brock Purdy back from the injury he suffered in the NFC Championship game. This is going to be his first live action against the Wands. And as I've been saying, you know, for the preseason here, uh, Pittsburgh just doesn't lose without TJ Watt. 
And the Niners offensive line, we know it's good. It's not great. You know, Mike McGlinchey uh, comes over to Denver as well, so they lost their right tackle. Like, I think Kenny Pickett is going to have a good day. I think he's going to stay clean. I think San Francisco is going to struggle without Nick Bosa. And if you remember what happened last year, week one in that downpour, Trey Lance and the Niners, they did struggle going west to east coast against Chicago. It's the same situation here. We know Pittsburgh is well coached. We know they're ready to go. Kenny Pickett, year two in this system. George Pickens, a rookie. Roger Jones, a rookie, both out of Georgia. And there's a lot of optimism here for Pittsburgh. I think they cover two and a half in a defensive game that Pittsburgh mostly controls. Next game is a very interesting one. Jaguars at the Colts because we need to see Trevor Lawrence now. Year three and year two in Doug Peterson's system. Can't eat up. And Jacksonville has had a lot of success against Indianapolis in the past few years. But the one thing we don't know here is the young kid, Anthony Richardson out of Florida. His first career start. We don't know what to expect as well with new head coach Shane Steichen. Jacksonville is favored here by four and a half on the road. Which means in Jacksonville, Vegas will consider them a touchdown favorite. Which means Vegas thinks that Jacksonville is significantly better. There's always a trap week one. There's always games we don't expect. I'm going to pick Jacksonville because Doug Peterson statistically has also been very good in week one. And I think that, you know, Anthony Richardson could make some mistakes. I think he's going to run around a lot. I think Indianapolis without Jonathan Taylor is going to try to keep this close. But at the end of the day, I think Jacksonville, you know, will win. I have a feeling they'll cover but this is a sneaky game because if if Michael Pittman can get on a roll, and, you know, you do have Quinn Nelson anchoring the, that offensive line, and if Indy, even without Jonathan Taylor, can use Anthony Richardson and some of their other backs to run the football, Jacksonville could be an upset alert. This next game, to me, is one of the worst games of the weekend. It's one of the weirder games of the weekend. Uh, it's Tennessee at the Saints. Saints are favored by three. I'm not going to bet it. I'll pick the Saints to win at home. I know a lot of people like the Saints this year. Obviously, defensively, Cam Jordan, um, you know, uh, Demario Davis at linebacker, Marshawn Lattimore at corner. A lot of people think, obviously, you know this, Derek Carr, the worst division he's ever been in, the best defense he's ever had. I just don't trust Dennis Allen as a head coach. Weapons-wise, if Michael Thomas is healthy, we'll see how good he can be this year. We know they're going to miss Alvin Kamara, you know, because of the suspension. But Jamal Williams is a capable running back. Chris Olave is looking to build on a successful rookie year without much of a quarterback. Tennessee does have DeAndre Hopkins, but he better be able to beat Marshawn Lattimore because if he doesn't, um, you know, I think that Tennessee is going to try to run the football. New Orleans is going to stack the box. And I think, you know, this Burks kid that they drafted last year really needs to step up in year two if that dinosaur Ryan Tano and the Tennessee Titans are going to be able to do anything this year. Tennessee's got a good pass rush. Jeffrey Simmons, good safety. Kevin Byer, uh, they're very well coached. This is a very weird game, in my opinion. I think it's going to be one of the lower scoring games of the weekend. I'll take the Saints to win. I think the spread of three points is about right. One of the games I'm most excited to talk about, uh, Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers, my pick to win the NFC South. They go to Atlanta, and we got to see if Desmond Ritter can play. I mean, B. John Robinson, I think, is going to be an absolute stud. 
Drake London, Kyle Pitts. They have a very underrated offensive line. I think it was ranked like eighth last year by Pro Football Focus. Defensively, they brought in veterans like Calais Campbell and Jesse Bates. So Atlanta is going for it, and it all depends on, again, if Desmond Ritter can play. Uh, if Desmond Ritter can play, the schedule sets up where Atlanta could win this division. I just don't know. And I think Bryce Young and Frank Reich, who was not supposed to be fired, in my opinion, in Indianapolis, I think they have a trick up their sleeve. I think it's, once again, week one, expect the unexpected. Bryce Young comes out. They run a lot of zone read. Miles Sanders gets involved. Aiden Ertz, DJ Ark, you know, some of the receivers they have. And Carolina goes in. They're three and a half point dogs. I'm not going to bet it. But I think I have a strong suspicion here. Carolina goes in. They beat Atlanta on the road. Okay, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Arizona at Washington. Washington's a seven-point favorite, which a lot like Houston. Big spread in week one. I think Washington could easily cover this, this game. This is my survivor pool uh, pick this week. You know, I'm in a survivor pool. Uh, it's my pick this week. I think the commanders go in. They squash Arizona. Uh, who is looking to be winless. Tampa at Minnesota is a little bit interesting. Obviously, Tampa Bay, new quarterback, Baker Mayfield. They do have the good weapons in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. They have a lot of good old veteran defensive pieces. I think Tampa Bay believes they are a quarterback away. They want to reset after the Tom Brady you know, era ended. Obviously, they got the Super Bowl out of it, but they need to reset. Uh, and the fact that they go from Tom Brady to opening up at Minnesota, a game kind of buried in the 1 o'clock window, tells you what the NFL thinks of Tampa Bay and the fact that Minnesota is a six-point favorite. The Vikings do have a new running back. You know, it's no longer Dalvin Cook. It's Alexander Madison. Can't he carry the load? Brian Flores, you know, the new defensive coordinator, is going to have to do wonders with this defense like he did with Miami because there's not a ton of talent outside of Daniel Hunter, especially after they lost to Darius Smith. Kirk Cousins did a very good year last year. I think he has a very good game on Sunday. I think Justin Jefferson has a very good game against a weak Tampa secondary. Tampa might be able to put up some points, but I think in the end, Brian Flores flusters Tampa. Minnesota covers the win by about seven to ten points, and the Vikings go to one and oh. Very intriguing game to kick off the four o'clock window, 425. That being Packers at Bears. The debut of one Jordan Love as the full-time starter for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, and I've been saying all offseason, I don't think Jordan Love's going to work. I think that if Green Bay thought Jordan Love was going to be a special quarterback, they would have moved off Aaron Rodgers a year ago. Listen, good quarterbacks do not sit for three years in today's NFL. You know, a lot of the college schemes are very similar. Uh, and the fact of the matter is, you know, Green Bay did not want to pull the trigger on Jordan Love until they absolutely had to. They also did not pick up his fifth-year option. So that tells me essentially that, uh, or excuse me, they did not give him an extension. So Green Bay, to me, doesn't really yet believe in Jordan Love. I know some people like like their weapons, you know, outside and Dawson and Watson. I don't think they can separate much from man coverage. I think Justin Fields and DJ Moore and their debut put on a show, and there's a lot more pressure here, I think, on Chicago than Green Bay. 
Because if Green Bay, if Jordan Love walks in there and outplays Justin Fields, there's still a lot of questions about Justin Fields, even though a lot of people think Fields is going to take a Jalen Ertz-like leap uh, in 2023. I don't think it's going to be that big of a leap, uh, but I'm very excited to see what Jordan Love and Justin Fields look like. These are two young quarterbacks on the hot seat. I think the Bears are going to win this game. The lines of pick them, I'm pretty confident about it, so I'm going to bet the Bears minus one. Next game is Rams at Seattle. Now, Seattle is favored by five and a half. Originally, I was very strong on at least taking the Rams with the points here, but with the Cooper Cup injury, without Cooper Cup, the Rams don't have a great receiver. I mean, it's Van Jefferson, it's Tyler A.B., and it's Cam Akers, and it's, you know, a not a great offensive line with an ill-mobile quarterback in Matthew Stafford, and a Seattle team that, you know, they may not be getting Jackson Smith and Jigba this week because of the injury, but their two rookie tackles from last year are going to be better Geno Smith's looking to build off that campaign. And the Rams just have so much youth in their defense outside of Aaron Donald. You know, like I've been saying the whole preseason, you can't even really name one guy on the defense outside of Aaron Donald. But I think it's going to be a learning curve for the Rams. I think Seattle can win this game by a touchdown. They're, all the reports are saying Seattle looks great uh, in training camp. So I'm excited to see how they look. Next game here, I'm very excited to see how Russell Wilson looks with Sean Payton and how Jimmy Garoppolo looks uh, with Josh McDaniels. But there's a lot of noise in Vegas right now. Chandler Jones seemingly doesn't want to be on the team. And as I said, you know, in my NFL predictions, Vegas is one of the weirdest teams uh, to me in the NFL. I like their pass rush. I like their weapons. Their offensive line's getting younger. They have some foundational pieces. It's Jimmy Garoppolo can't stay healthy, and I don't trust the coach, Josh McDaniels. Uh, so I think Denver's going to win, though Vegas has always played Denver close. Now, these are two teams last year with high expectations that kind of melted down in the AFC West as the Chargers and Chiefs rose to the top. I think that line of four points is about right. Denver, I think, is going to win between somewhere between like three and seven points. I don't think it's going to be a blowout here, uh, but I'm excited to see how well Russell Wilson plays against the Raiders. This next game, I don't understand the spread at all because to me, it's a pick no matter what field they're on, and that's the Dolphins at the Chargers. Basically, what they're saying here with the Chargers being three-point favorites is if it was in Miami, it would be a pick which I don't agree with because I like the Dolphins slightly more than the Chargers. Yes, Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert were taken back-to-back in the 2020 draft. But I like Mike McDaniel, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle over the Brandon Staley, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler combo that the Chargers have. I think the real advantage for the Chargers in this game, though, is they have a new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. So we've been talking about it today, all podcasts. If you have a new OC or a new scheme, a new quarterback, a new DC, sometimes in week one, that's an advantage because it's expect the unexpected type of situation. I like the coaching, though. Obviously, we've talked about it. Brendan Staley is on the hottest seat in the NFL. These two teams are very similar. They have a great defense. And Miami now, new defensive coordinator, Vic Vangio. If it wasn't for the Jalen Ramsey injury, I believe they would be favored to win the AFC East. 
However, he is still injured. And so the Chargers now with Derwin James, with Khalil Mack, with uh, you know, uh Joey Bosa all healthy. They need to be able to get pressure after Tua. But I think Mike McDaniel schemes and same some things up. I think Miami's receivers get behind the Chargers defense. And in a close one, even though the spread would say it's an upset, I don't think so. I think Miami beats the Chargers. Next game, Eagles at Patriots. This is part of my best bets. Philly is favored by three and a half. I have Philadelphia covering the spread. Of course, the Super Bowl loser with all those weapons on offense and that big wave of defensive linemen now with the additions of Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith in the draft. I think the Eagles may have the best roster in the NFL from top to bottom. We know New England's defense, no matter what talent they have, is always going to be good. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, Matthew Judon is a great pass rusher. However, at the end of the day, uh, I think that New England's offense struggles to move the ball against Philadelphia. There, There is a report out there that Juju Smith's knee is completely messed up. And when you have Juju Smith-Schuster and Devontae Parker as your main two wide receivers going up against Darius Slade, James Bradbury, and that Philadelphia secondary, I think it's a bad matchup for New England. The only way for New England to win this game to me is to run the football, control the clock with Ramondre Stevenson and new Patriot Ezekiel Elliott, who I do think will have a good game in this game. But I think Philadelphia's offensive firepower is too much for New England. I'll take the Eagles to cover the three and a half. Next game, you got Dallas, who's also a three and a half point favorite in their Sunday night game against the New York Giants. Dak is 10-0 in his last 10 games against the Giants. You guys know, I think the Giants are a flash in the pan from last year. Yes, they have Darren Waller. I want to see how that offense looks with Darren Waller and Saquon Barkley. But I'm still not a believer in Daniel Jones. And I think with, you know, Michael Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, Demarcus Lawrence, Stephon Gilmore, that offensively, the addition of Brandon Cooks to go along with C.D. Lamb. I think the Cowboys have a lot of fire talent on offense. More than the Giants, it'll be interesting to see the offensive strategy. Now with Kellen Moore leaving and Mike McCarthy taking over the play calling. But at the end of the day, I have Dallas defeating the Giants. And finally, on Monday Night Football, it is the debut of Aaron Rodgers as a Jet, as they owe the division rival Buffalo Bills. There's a ton of pressure on Buffalo. Yes, they're not going to have Von Miller back yet, but Tredavious White is back, and there is a ton of pressure on this team. Because ever since Brian Dable left to go be the head coach of the Giants, the offense has gone backwards. Josh Allen has been turnover pro, and with this Devon Diggs drama and Sean McDermott, it kind of feels like Sean McDermott is on his last chance here in Buffalo. I love the addition they made in the first round of drafting Dalton Kincaid, the tight end out of Utah. You know, we'll see if they use James Cook, the brother of Dalvin Cook, to kind of open up that offense as the Cook brothers are going to be on the field together as Dalvin will split time with Brees Hall. Listen, we know the Jets won seven games without a quarterback, and now they have Aaron Rodgers. And the connection with Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson on hard knocks looks really good. We know the Jets have one of the best defenses in the league and a really good pass rush and a great lockdown corner in Sauce Gardner. Watching that Gardner-Diggs matchup is going to be fascinating. 
The question for me is going to be the Jets' offensive line. We've heard reports they got steamrolled by Carolina and Tampa Bay in the preseason. Can they protect long enough uh, for Aaron Rodgers to have time? I think it's going to be a culture shock for the Jets. I think the Bills have heard about the new Darwins all offseason. They've heard about Miami. They've heard about the Jets. They want to prove it is still their division. And I think that the Bills' pass rush, which is still good without Von Miller, gets after Aaron Rodgers a lot, who struggles in his first game at home in MetLife Stadium. And I am taking the Bills to cover the two and a half. So to recap here in the money line, I have Chiefs over the or excuse me, I have the Lions over the Chiefs. I have Browns over Bengals, Ravens over Texans, Steelers over Niners, Jags over Colts, Saints over Titans, Panthers over Falcons, Commanders over Cardinals, Vikings over Bucks, Bears over Packers, Seahawks over Rams, Broncos over Raiders, Dolphins over Chargers, Eagles over Patriots, Cowboys over Giants, and the Bills over the Jets on Monday night. My five best bets for week one of the 2023 NFL season. I have the Browns plus two and a half covering and beating the Bengals. I have Pittsburgh plus two and a half covering and beating the Niners. I have Chicago minus one, so essentially the money line against Green Bay. Philly will cover the minus three and a half against New England, and Buffalo will cover the minus two and a half against the New York Jets. Last year, I, I was 62% in the money line. I was 50% in best bets. I'd like to get that up to about 60% in best bets, and I'll live with a 62% money line predictions. So thank you guys so much for joining me here for my week one NFL predictions slash best bets for Brands World. We're going to break it down on Tuesday Enjoy all of the NFL action for the weekend. You already know, once again, where to follow me on social. We are in collaboration with the one and only Voltage Live. Enjoy all the college football games this weekend. We got Texas, Alabama as well. Plus NFL Week 1. We'll be back on Tuesday. Hey, hey.